Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2445. It's a spinner Sunday here and we're going to talk about a story that fills in some of the blanks during that three-year period that passes or jumps, as it were, in Solo A Star Wars Story. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So last Spinner Sunday, we were talking about the TIE Fighter Limited series that was a bit of a lead-in, as it were, to Alphabet Squadron and that was loosely associated, although we only got to see glimpses of two of the main characters, Erica Quell and Soren Keys. It was mostly about other things related to Shadow Wing. But, be that as it may, there was an element there in that story where one of the characters that eventually became part of Shadow Wing apparently appeared in the Han Solo Training Academy story. And so I thought, ah, well, let's just, you know, connect the dot and go back to that. So today we're talking about the limited series that details Han Solo's time in the Karita Academy. That's the Naval Flying Academy. And the story actually starts with a bit of a prologue to Solo A Star Wars Story, where we see Han and Kira trying to pull a job for Lady Proxima, and he thinks they've stolen enough food portions to make her happy, but that is utterly not the case, and Han and Kira get zapped with shock prods and dropped in a pit for a week and they are both talking to each other about, you know, let's get out of here. We don't have anything. We don't have anything to lose. And, you know, it goes through a whole, you know, telling of the opening sequence of Solo A Star Wars Story where they try to get off Corellia together and are separated. And then he, you know, gets into the academy or at least he gets to join the Empire and to enlist. And it takes off from there and shows his early days at Corita Academy. Now, the one thing that we don't know at this point is whether this tells the whole story of Han while he's at the Academy. As we know from Solo A Star Wars Story, he's eventually kicked out of the Academy and becomes a mud trooper on Mimban. And there is a bit of a wink and a nod to <laughs> the insubordination that he demonstrates in this series. And if he doesn't cut it out, he's gonna end up in some terrible place like Mimban, for example, which of course is a bit of foreshadowing, except it's not because that already happened in you know our world but it's still good fun nonetheless and the story itself you know the whole five issue thing it you know doesn't necessarily tell one story overall but it does kind of build to the story that happens in issues four and five which is an imperial attack on a planet where you know there's a, a mining colony and there are two native species and one species has enslaved the other to do mining and it seems like the empire is just gonna bomb the heck out of them and possibly all the mining resources are you know depleted now and so they're just wiping everything 
everything out, but you know, it's a little hard to tell. Prior to that, though, there's a training exercise that turns out to be you know, very similar to the kind of mission that the cadet pilots are sent on for their first sort of live fire, live combat situation. And that particular situation happens in issue two, and there is you know, a bit of tremendous daring do that Han demonstrates where one of his you know, co-pilots, or not co-pilots, I should say, one of the pilots in his squadron is having engine problems and Han sets his TIE pilot on an automated landing sequence and then ejects to you know, fly up in the air to land on his fellow pilot's TIE fighter, like grab onto it, climbs into the cockpit and is able to help bring it down for a forced emergency landing. So, you know, fabulous sequence there. And the punishment that everybody goes through as a result of being grounded for the fact that you know, he didn't follow orders in the midst of the mission and everybody's supposed to be in a meat grinder and so you're not trying to save each other and all that. Well, it ends up building into one of the great scoundrel stories that we see in Han Solo storytelling. He and his fellow cadets, aside from the ace pilot in the squadron, who we'll get to in a minute or two, uh, they have to go on a freight hauling mission, a car flying a cargo freighter to deliver some TIE pilots to a Star Destroyer. But it turns out they're running a day ahead of schedule. And so Han says, oh, look, there happens to be a luxury gambling cruiser nearby. Why don't we stop there? And guess what I found down in the barracks of this cargo hauler? A bunch of day passes. Isn't that great? So they get onto the Pantoliman cruiser and one of his fellow cadets, Kanina, uh, excuse me, <laughs> reveals that she knows that he's been trying to pull something because the reason why the ship is running ahead of schedule is because when he was you know, pulling extra duty as a result of being punished for his actions in that training exercise, he managed to steal a regulator that he installed on their cargo ship to get the engines running faster. He stole civilian clothing from the laundry and he stole day passes or she presumes that he stole day passes from some random officers while they were in the shower or something like that and it turns out that it's all a setup because Han believes that he's probably going to run into someone who has contacts back on Corellia and he can ask them about Kira which it turns out he is right there is an Ithorian named Pajolin pronunciation who knows who was you know checking out this cruiser from time to time and Han had heard him talking about it and so you know he asked him about you know Kira and the Thorian says you know don't live in the past and Han says okay so I guess that means she's alive and the Thorian says yeah and so are you and pulls out a blaster and says that Proxima hasn't forgotten about him and there's a 200 credit bounty on his head, which of course <laughs> incenses Han because he's like, 200? That's it? Are you kidding me? And it turns out dead or alive. But thankfully his fellow cadets intervene and help him to escape. And it turns out that the Black Sun crime syndicate apparently has something to do with this luxury gambling cruiser. And the you know the security droids or something had been tipped off by Han prior to him finding this Pajolin character. So apparently he thought there was a possibility that Pajolin would double cross him and he got Pajolin to say something in earshot of the bartender about skimming off the top 
of shipments that he's doing for Black Sun. So the security droids intervene and help Han escape and tell him, hey, you did us a favor so you can have another night free in the cruiser on us the next time you're here. Isn't that great? And despite all the things that Han does that are just so insubordinate, they are trying to figure out how to work with him and how to keep him straight and narrow because he is showing skills that mean that he may be the best pilot that has ever come through Karita Academy. And it turns out that his main you know, flight training officer is somebody who, when he was going through Academy, he says he spent more time in the brig than he did in a cockpit and that he was insubordinate and awful. And the only way he rose to where he was was because he finally started following orders that he came from a chaotic world but that once he started following orders he realized the empire was the end of chaos and it you know allowed him to you know finally be successful as we know it's not going to work out that way for han but yeah they're certainly giving him you know as much leeway as they possibly can though they do keep throwing him in in the brig because of the things that he does including the last thing in the series which also becomes a bit of an origin story for another character so it turns out that the top pilot within this group of cadets and they don't actually reveal his name until the third issue is a character named Baylert Valence and Baylor Valence eventually goes on to have his own mini-series and now his ongoing series, the Bounty Hunters series. Apparently that character is a character that appeared in Legends previously and it was not one that I was aware of, so you know we may look into that at a future date. But he is, you know, you know, the absolute, you know, antithesis of Han and really hates Han, you know, just like, ah, yeah, they are like oil and water, basically. But Baylord is shot down in this mission that happens in issue four, and he's, Han is told not to go back for him because that's the way the Empire does things, you know, they'll be overrun soon enough and then bombers are coming anyway, so Han, being the person that he is, convinces the rest of his squadron to go out on speeder bikes to try and rescue Baylor before the bombing run happens, so that way they can, you know, help him out. And it turns out Baylert has survived the crash, but he is going to lose his leg and he's lost an eye. And when they do successfully get him back to base, we find out that the Empire is not going to pay for him to get a replacement eye or a replacement mechanical leg, that he's going to have to pay for it himself and that he's going to be grounded permanently. So he's no longer going to be a pilot. And I have not read any of the subsequent stories about this character but I have a feeling we'll probably be exploring that at some point in the near future but this seems like a situation where you know this would certainly show us how he would become disillusioned with the empire and decide to lead it and you know go out to make his own living but the you know whole thing of you know what they weren't coming to rescue me like this was an unauthorized thing like he was kind of shocked that uh, to find out that Han and the rest of the 
squadron were coming for him when they were told not to. And Han's like, you know, what part of that whole, like, you're just meat for the meat grinder stuff never sank in for you? Overarching all of this, though, it's made clear that even during Han's time and all of this Academy stuff, he just wants to get back to Corellia to rescue Kira. He tries pretty immediately in the first issue to steal a TIE fighter and get away. And during this mission that's happening in issues four and five, he admits that he was thinking about trying to you know, get away from this mission. But ultimately, he was helping his comrades because, you know, that's just the bonds that you build up when you're spending time with each other, I guess. And it's sort of the same thing, you know, there's a parallel, if you will, with Erica Quell in the Alphabet Squadron novels where, you know, her whole thing was that she was initially learning to, you know, fly a TIE fighter in order to, you know, then defect and join the rebellion. But over time, she just, you know, got more and more involved and invested in the lives of the people that she was working with. And she just kind of stayed it just kind of happened to her and something like that happens with Han here in this in that he you know stayed to help Baylor and make sure that the rest of his squadron would get back safely but you know instead of just leaving and leaving everybody to their fate and the story ends with Han in the brig again because of the unauthorized rescue mission that's certainly also a difference between Han and Erica and that I don't get the impression that Erica Quell spent a lot of time in the Imperial brig but Anyway, that's basically the gist of Han in the Karita Academy story, the limited series from Marvel about that. And again, we don't necessarily know when it is that he's ultimately kicked out of the Academy. It doesn't seem like he's kicked out at this point, but there's got to be something that happens that just completely blows it off the rails. And it's just, it's not in this particular story, but... Anyway, that right there is going to do it for this episode of the show. And it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited by their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.